This is a 25 US dollar budget deck tech for Bergy, God of Storytelling, slash Harnfell, Horn of Bounty, and it's built around Storm. Bergy, God of Storytelling, is two and a red for a legendary creature, God. Whenever you cast a spell, add red. Until end of turn, you don't lose this mana as steps and phases end. And creatures you control can boast twice per turn. It's a 3-3. The other side, because it's an MDFC, is Harnfell, Horn of Bounty, which is four and a red for legendary artifact. Discard a card. Exile the top two cards of your library. You may play those cards this turn. Before we get into the deck tech, please subscribe and hit the notification bell. So we mainly care about the Bergy side of this because being able to add red for every spell we cast is incredibly powerful. The boast ability is nice to have, but there's really not enough support for it to be built around. So instead, we build around Storm. The idea of Storm is to cast a ton of spells in a single turn. Everything we cast that's one CMC will basically be free, and we will net equal on our mana. Everything that we cast for zero, we're going to net positive on mana. And everything that we cast for two, we will only be one negative on mana. Zero, one, and two CMC spells are almost completely what we are going to be storming off with. So typically we're going to cast a ton of spells in a turn, and we can take advantage of that with usually Aether Flux Reservoir. Now there are other ways to win while casting a ton of spells, but Aether Flux is the best by a lot. It is four mana for an artifact. Whenever you cast a spell, you gain one life for each spell you've cast this turn. And pay 50 life. Aether Flux's Reservoir deals 50 damage to any target, so you can essentially kill someone. So you gain a ton of life, then you kill someone, and then you gain a ton of life, and you can just easily kill everyone in a single turn by storming off while this is out. Aetherflux Reservoir is $8.40 and it is counted in the budget. This made it incredibly difficult to make this deck, but I just think it was so important in the functioning of this deck that I decided to include it anyway. When we think about Storm, we need two main resources. One, we need mana. We need to be able to cast the spells that are in our hand and we need mana to do that. Bergy is extremely helpful in doing this. And the second one is spells in hand to cast. So just having something that we can put out onto the field that we can cast in order to make our storm bigger. So this one isn't really solved by Bergy, but the other side can help a bit. Harnfell by exiling the top two when we discard cards we don't need would help with that, but typically we are going to be casting Bergy. So our main solution to this is cantrips, and we have 28 of these. The idea of a cantrip is for it to be very cheap, and then when you cast it, you draw a card. So you can just cast one, draw one, cast one, draw one, over and over and over again, and build up a huge storm. A good example of this could be Conjurer's Bobble, which is one for an artifact. Cap. Sacrifice Conjurer's Bobble. Put up to one target card from your graveyard onto the bottom of your library. Draw a card. So it's the drawing we mostly care about. So by breaking even on our mana, because Bergy gives it back to us, and breaking even on cards, we basically have it for free. That's the main idea of this category. If we can just cast things for free, then we can cast them over and over and over and over again. 
and we can get a huge amount of storm. Sometimes it will cost two mana, but it is still amazing in that case. Speaking of storm, we have the storm category. Storm is a keyword that reads, when you cast this spell, copy it for each spell cast before it this turn. You may choose new targets for the copies. The idea of this category is to use it to win or get value after storming off, casting tons of spells in a turn. So I already read Aetherflux Reservoir, which is usually how we're gonna win. But another example could be Ignite Memories which is four and a red for sorcery. Target player reveals a card at random from their hand. Ignite Memories deals damage to that player equal to that card's converted mana cost. And again, it has Storm. So let's say we have 10 copies of this and each of them deals an average of three damage. That means we're gonna have 30 damage, which will likely be enough to kill that person. To be fair, I think three is a pretty reasonable average. People are likely to play lands quickly and likely to play low CMC cards quickly. Big CMC cards often just stick in your hand for a long time. Having 10 copies of it does require nine cards to be cast before it, which don't get me wrong, is difficult, but I think it's pretty reasonable. If you made it this far on the video, please subscribe and hit the notification bell. So in order to make storming off easier, I have rituals. Ritual is a card that's gonna give me back more mana than I cast for. Combine this with Bergy and we can get huge amounts of mana for small amounts of mana. One example of this could be Seething Song, which is two and a red for an instant. Add five red mana. This card is gonna cost you three mana, and then you can cast it and you're gonna get six mana because of Bergy. Along the same line of rituals is our free stuff. So this is anything with a CMC of zero. Because Bergy will give us mana when we cast something, if we cast something for free, we will then gain mana. So we're gonna get mana and we're gonna add to our storm count. We also have some boast cards to take advantage of Bergy's second ability, but only two, because there really aren't very many good boast cards, especially in budget. If you made it this far in the video, please subscribe and hit the notification bell. We also have the discard category. If we play Harnfell, we can discard a card to exile the top two cards of our library and play them. So getting value from discarding cards can be incredibly powerful. For example, Bag of Holding is one for an artifact. Whenever you discard a card, exile that card from your graveyard. Four, tap, sacrifice Bag of Holding. Return all cards exiled with Bag of Holding to their owner's hands. So we can discard our hand, exile a ton of stuff with Harnfell, and then just instantly get our entire hand back, which is just incredibly powerful. We also have the other categories, so just stuff that didn't fit into my categories. One example of this could be Zada Hedron Grinder, which is three and a red for legendary creature Goblin Ally. And it reads, whenever you cast a spell that targets only Zada Hedron Grinder, you may copy that spell for each other creature you control that that spell could target. Each of those copies targets a different one of those creatures, and it's a 3-3. So this is good because we can replicate our cantrips and just turn them into draw three or draw four. Another example could be Past in Flames, which is three and a red for sorcery. Each instant and sorcery card in your graveyard gains flashback until end of turn. 
its flashback cost is equal to its mana cost, and it has flashback for an array. You may cast this spell from your graveyard for its flashback cost, then exile it. This is good because we can cast each instant and sorcery in our yard, including rituals. So we cast it, we can then make mana, and then we can use that mana to cast other instants and sorceries, and just basically redo our entire turn again, and potentially even end up with more mana at the end of it. So we will likely be able to recast a huge amount of spells. Another example of a card in the other category could be Tectonic Reformation, which is one and a red for an enchantment. Each land card in your hand has cycle red. So cycling is discard this card, draw a card. And this has cycling too. So this is good because if we're storming off and our hand is full of lands and we just don't have any spells to cast, we can then cycle our lands and hit into more spells. If you made it this far in the video, please like and subscribe and hit the notification bell. For lands, this deck is running 34. 32 Mountains, Forgotten Cave, and Desert of the Fervent. These are both cycle lands, so we can cycle them if we have too many lands in hand. So this is a pretty small amount of lands, and we can run so few lands and potentially even go lower because one, we are monocolor, two, Bergy is three CMC, so easy to cast, three, we have a lot of cantrips, so we can draw into more lands, and that the lands would get into the way when we're trying to storm off. And four, we have rituals that can make us mana if we don't have enough. Another thing I want to say is I just didn't talk about the flip side of Bergy, Harnfell, as much. I think he's incredibly useful and you will cast him sometimes, but by default you're going to be casting Bergy. He's cheaper and most of the time more useful. But Harnfell does help us with storming off if we need to. If we have lands in hand or things in hand that just don't help us storm off, we can get rid of them. And then we can exile two cards from the top of our library that might help us storm off. Another thing I want to say is that this is a $25 deck. So there are a lot of upgrades that could have huge impacts on how this deck performs. So for one, the zero CMC spells we have at the moment could be upgraded. For example, Jeweled Lotus is zero for an artifact. Tap, sacrifice Jeweled Lotus. Add three mana of any one color. Spend this mana only to cast your commander. So we can either get our commander out on turn one and just start getting value extremely quickly, which is insane. Or we can just have it add a mana from Bergy when we cast it. It is amazing. There are also upgrades for our cantrips and we can run wheels. One example of a wheel could be Wheel of Fortune, which is two and a red for sorcery. Each player discards their hand, then draws seven cards. So this is gonna give you a fresh new hand of seven cards which you can storm off with. To be clear, this budget does not include Bergy. In conclusion, I think that this is a great and extremely powerful commander on the high end, but its extreme power carries over to the low end as well. I think it was an interesting challenge to build a $25 budget deck with an $8 card in it. And I think this would work great in most play environments. Here's a photo to the list, and there's a link in the description to this list. Made it to the end of this video, you probably enjoyed it, so please like, subscribe, leave a comment, and join my Discord server. 
link in the description. There is also links in the description to whatever I talked about in this video. So it should all be there. Thank you for listening and I will see you next time.